we live? All right, we are live. Welcome to the Tree Marketer Show. In case if you are watching the replay, uh, you know, this is the Tree Marketer Show. We go live every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Malaysia time. So if you're tuning in from anywhere or from anywhere, you know, in, in, in any part of the world, welcome to the Tree Marketer Show. So what we do here fundamentally is where, you know, we go live every week to discuss one topic about something related to digital marketing or marketing at large. Uh, so today we have a very special guest. We have Ronald from Think Event. Now, Ronald is a is an event strategist and certified digital event strategist thanks to the COVID. But before we bring him up, okay, just want to do a quick intro. In case you are new to the Tree Marketer Show, my name is Jason. I'm a Facebook ad strategist and a business coach. I've been helping brands, big and small, navigating success on digital marketing and Facebook ads since 2010. So that's part of me. And uh, I have my partners here, like I have uh, beside me, wait, left, right, I don't know. That's that's Andrew. <laughs> hey. Andrew is from Malaysia. Andrew is an email conversion specialist. This guy is damn good about email. How do you actually use email to increase your revenue for your e-commerce business and whatnot? You want to talk to him. And then after that, we have Manfred. Manfred is at the top left, right? You know, yep. Manfred is a Singaporean. Manfred specializes in Facebook ads and digital marketing. And now TikTok, you know, for some reason, he's in TikTok. Uh, so <laughs> I was already told, I was, I was telling him that he needs to compile whatever he learned, uh, about, you know, building our TikTok uh, presence over there. But I Absolutely. think this guy is having fun, right? So yeah, I mean, okay, let's see whoever who's here. Can you quickly say hi? We have Chiwai here. What's up Chiwai? Chiwai is always our number one hey. uh, commenter. Thank you so much for coming in on time with us and uh, welcome. He's like your number one fan. Yeah. Hi, it's our number one fan, you know, and he's actually our, he actually appeared here twice in our show. So he's a good friend. Chiwa is a good friend. So yeah, so we're just going to roll. But before that, I want to do a quick introduction uh, about Ronald. Now, Ron, I met Ron 10 years back, at least 10 years. We know each other from about that long. So back then when I was still running my uh, digital agency, I worked with Ron in several projects uh, about, you know, some website development. We also went through some system development. You know, Ron introduced us to a very a lot of interesting concept about event world. And that's how uh, I got to know Ron. But, you know, moving from a local so-called, like just now we were just discussing in the backstage, right? Uh, Ron has moved on to, to actually play at an international arena right now. So, uh, but, you know, basically, I think what we can actually learn from Ron today here is that, you know, he actually navigated through the pandemic in an entirely different way. And he actually did a lot of very interesting things. But before that, Ron, would you mind to share with us what exactly do you do right now? And then uh, tell us a bit about your story, you know, just to let our audience learn about you. But we have Jason here. Thank you. Hi, Jason. Welcome in. Hi, Jason. Jason. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Jason yeah, is my here. business partner from Kuching. Awesome, awesome. Oh, Welcome, yeah. Jason. Nice. And Ronnie's so from Sarawak. Yeah, so Jason and I actually co-founded this um, company called Conference People. Conference so we, are, People. Yeah, we organize conferences for associations. We also curate programs. And one of the interesting things that we have done um, last year when we hit the pandemic hit us, um, we created or developed this Tribe Digital Campus, an online platform for event professionals to upskill themselves. So wow. we curated the program. Um, this is actually done for or by the Sarawak Convention Bureau. So we pitched the idea, um, they see the value in it. And yeah, so we did it. Last awesome. year, we had a couple months of um, interesting webinars. And we're going to kickstart again, I think, hopefully in August or end of August. So any event professionals out there, if you feel like you need some upskilling, sign up at Trap Digital Campus. Oh, all right. Trap Digital Campus. Wait, wait. Let me let me bring that in. Get the URL. URL up so that it's easier for our audience, both from Facebook and YouTube, so that you know just tap and can go in straight away. Yeah. So while I'm actually doing that, Ron, maybe you can share with us about. What is the current positioning of you right now? And, uh, you know, because you actually this is the part of a tribe digital campus. So this is what you are focusing on right now? Or is there something else? Because just now you're saying some interesting event that you were actually working on other than um, the tribe digital campus. Other than tribe digital campus, we, we still help our corporate clients 
um, to develop and also to do um, virtual events. So we have done launches, um, car launches, for example, even like a distribution center um, where we did a 360 virtual tour for them last month in, in, in Clang, but we did all that virtually. Um, yeah, we've done medical conferences. There's a lot of things that we have gone through since last year, but mostly virtual. Um, we've done a few hybrid events as well. Um, I think interesting things happen after the pandemic too. Um, there's, it's not all things bad about the pandemic. Good things mm -hmm. also happen out of it. Yeah. But I think today's topic is very much surrounding uh, how the event industry as a whole pivot through the mm -hmm. pandemic. So, so yeah, that, that would probably you just bring up the first topic of discussion that we have today. So what do you think? What, what, what happened yet, really? I mean, uh, I think the COVID has brought change to almost every industry, uh, you know, both for good and for bad. But the thing here is uh, different industry will see different impact, like, uh, you know, for, for, for training, it's going to be bad, you know, for a lot of things, it's mm -hmm. going to be different. But for event industry specifically, we realize, because when you talk about event, that means in, 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 in general, how we understand events is, this is where people gather. This is where people come together to a place to attend, to actually do some talk, I mean, to attend some workshop and conferences and whatnot. That is essentially not allowed, at least for our part of the world. So how the event actually industry pivot through, through the pandemic so far? I think before we go into that, I just want to share that the event industry is actually very broad. Um, we have companies that, that just purely do exhibitions. We have companies that just do FMCG roadshows, the roadshows that you see at the concourse of shopping malls and all that. Then you get conference organizers like us, or and then you have wedding experts, wedding planners, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but if you go into the whole ecosystem of the industry, it, it is it's actually beyond the planners or what people refer us to as agencies. We have the venues, the hotels, the AV vendors, the technicians, performers, the list goes on. Um, so 18 months, I think we're coming into the 18 months of the pandemic. We see wow, that um, the industry globally has pivoted from physical to virtual and now hybrid. Um, Zoom was the word for 2020, but I think 2021 is going to be hybrid. And then along that, we have seen a lot of new roles or positions created in the in this industry. Now we have new position of vacancy that I don't know whether you have heard of them, but um, digital experience architect or oh. participant engagement manager. Right. Yeah. Or I've heard manager. of uh, I've heard of live stream uh, showrunners. Yeah. So we have the virtual <laughs> show callers, um, right. virtual producers. So we have virtual music curator as well, or even health and wellness manager. But wow. I think one, one position or role that is crucial is called um, COVID-19 compliance officer. <laughs> My goodness. In, virtual, in virtual events. Even virtual events, hybrid. This all would be hybrid, right? It would be oh, for hybrid. hybrid. Yeah. So this is, these are the new roles or positions that actually um, yeah, created in the industry right. during this pandemic. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. So in a way, it's already shifting. It's it is. kind of it like, is. yeah, yeah. You, guys, look, you can't wait for 18 months for things to happen. You definitely have to make things happen. I think that's that's a good thing. You know, happens I think the to... pandemic speed up the adoption level or the adoption rate of um, technologies. I mean, the technologies has always been there. Mm. Um, what we are doing today is not, not much different from pre-COVID. Yep. Just imagine a TV show running a TV show. That's what we are doing right now. Right. Mm. Yeah. If you talk about augmented reality, virtual reality, or extended reality, it's it's always been there. It's been there before. It's just yeah. that things evolve a lot faster now. You get more um, new technology company, new event tech company, or even marketing tech companies that that comes up every other day, mm. and you hear some of them actually get funding, Series A, Series B, and they're doing really well. Yeah. So Do how about okay. this, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Andrew. You Do go. you see this as uh, something that is permanent, moving forward? That you know, 
you know, within a year or so, or probably, I don't know, when people have adopted to COVID, uh, would this digital kind of uh, level of, of engagement or everybody would just drop thing and just go back to physical? I think, yeah. I don't that's, think... That's what people are worried, I, you know. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to... Um, people were just going to drop it and go back to physical because uh, there are people who are actually used to the whole idea of virtual. Um, why hybrid is going to be the word for the year or even for 2022 is because you still get a group of people who wants to attend event, but they want to be safe. They can't travel. Mm. So you still need virtual component within the event itself, even though it is uh, a physical event. Okay. That's why we call it hybrid. I guess yeah. in terms of it gives you better reach now now that everybody is kind of like used definitely, to it. Definitely, definitely. Right. Yeah. From a commercial we, standpoint, you, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, later, okay. I'll be sharing with you some of the example of real case studies or, or real events that just happened recently. Um, oh. You see that the reach is a lot higher. Mm. Yeah. Because you don't have the geographical boundaries anymore. That's one thing good right. about the whole thing right yeah. now. Right. So, and okay. Then, talk about, yeah, yeah, sorry. Environment friendly. It's, it's, you know, people don't have to fly. Less carbon Actually, 100%, right? You don't have to fly and you are still getting the content anyway. You don't need to be there to listen to the person to receive the content. You don't have to print things anymore. No more badges, no more lanyards. Yeah. I think accessibility is one of the good things that came out of this COVID. Yeah. Yeah. But that's something that even if you talk about hybrid event and all these things, somehow or other, it's still kind of new to our local scene. I don't know about Singapore, but maybe I didn't go out that much anymore. So I'm not that aware of all these events or whatever, hybrid events and all this kind of thing. But I think that will lead us to the next question or next topic of discussion over here. Um, I would say for all these, how is Malaysia, you know, uh, players or so-called the local event industry adapt to the, to, the, to the pandemic change compared to international players? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I always believe that the event industry people are resilient bunch. Definitely. And we learn to adapt very quickly. Yeah. Um, basically, that, 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 that's our, uh, that's what we do. We solve problems, right? Right. So we have to be quick. So every country has different policies um, and the number of cases during that time for every country is different. So I think locally we adapt very well and of course, at our own pace. I don't think we should compare how we're doing compared to our neighbors. And we also have, <laughs> we have our neighbor here. Um, yeah. So <laughs> recently we also witnessed like um, success stories like the Rainforest World Music Festival and Borneo Jazz mm-hmm. Festival done by, um, organized by the Israel Tourism Board managed by a dear friend um, from Place Borneo. So these two events have gone fully virtual. Um, I can't remember how many years it's been for Rainforest World Music Festival, but it's, it's a long time. Um, and guess what? They had 400,000 attendees wow. over the weekend because Ooh. it's virtual. Mm. So in the past, when, you, when they had the physical event, I don't have the right exact figure, but I don't think we'd have a hundred thousand attendees. Yeah. True. Yeah. But this is a ticketed event. These are ticketed, but ticketed um, it, it was free. So oh, they wow, were okay. broadcasted out on TV stations and also they have their own virtual uh, event platform. Hmm. Yeah. So like so... the Bono Jazz Festival, they had about over 200,000 attendees. Wow. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. In fact, you want to say something? Yeah. So just want to ask because I never attended mm-hmm. such big skill before. So is it via Zoom, WebEx or something? If you want to um, event, where do you sign They up have their you? own platform. So I, I'm not too sure back end what they they were using. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I see. But what are the common ones when it comes to this Zoom. kind of big scale event? What are the common ones that people use? It can't be Zoom, right? Nah, nah, this is way beyond Zoom already. This can't be Zoom, right? That's why, yeah. 
go to the website, sign up, then get a URL, click, go in, see, and that's it. Or you want the webcam? Yeah. Shoot. Same thing like what we are doing right now. Is it something like that? The whole experience? Am I right to say that? So um, for festivals or bigger events, the attendees won't be able to turn on their camera on the main oh, stage. Okay, yes. Yeah. It's just a TV so broadcast. Can, oh, yes, okay. imagine a TV broadcast. But there will, be, there will be sessions or, or, or areas where what we call the networking lounge, where you mm. can actually, for, as attendee, turn on mm. your, your, your camera and your microphone just to network and, and talk to each other. Right. Yeah. Even for that kind of event also possible, or it's more for conferences? Even that kind of event is possible. I mean, the technology wow. is there. Um, yeah, so there's so many, I believe there's more than 100 virtual event platform. And since last year, I probably have sit in 60 demos of different platforms. Mm. Okay. Yeah. At the moment, we only know Zoom and StreamYard. That's oh. all. <laughs> And we, 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 are, we are like level level two, level one. <laughs> we so are what like level now one. is good enough. Yeah. Yeah. So so I interrupt a bit. I'm interested in the networking part. So I I've been through a few before. So I assume you attend to a speaker, listen to a talk, finish already. And then among the maybe the hundred or a thousand people, there will hmm. be a lot of breakout session. Automatically, maybe say example, one breakout room has six person. Example, so you try to network within six person. And maybe 10 minutes you'll swap to another jump and another group. Something like that. Yes. Something, is it? So, it's kind of so there yes. So the you have that speed dating format where okay. every six minutes or ten minutes, then you will be, you know, you rotate and, and join another group. Yep. So there's also um feature where visually you will see there are different tables around and you can actually join those tables and have discussions. Okay. Mm. And at okay. the same time, you can so actually a, label these a tables. Also, uh, the topic yes, table, with uh, topics. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, that sounds very interesting. It's seriously something that beyond my imagination. To be frank, I never actually went through anything like that. Yeah. The logistics must can, be. We can work blown. together and, 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 and organize something. Oh, oh definitely. We're cool. into that. You know, uh, cool, yes. especially our friend here, like Andrew, this guy's very excited about doing events. You know, he came up with the idea the other day. We wanted to do this like three marketers and friends. I think I shared with you, right? Wow, we run it with StreamYard. Oh, I tell you, it's quite <laughs> a crazy experience. Definitely something, and we want to seek advice from you about what are the things that we can do. About yeah, that'd that. be cool for an experiment. Yes, why not? I mean, life is short, man. So, <laughs> my next question is, you know, when when COVID started, then you have local coaches. They 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 were thinking, okay, now I. You know, they, they were struggling to go online because mostly are very good on doing uh, physical events, face-to-face -face teaching and all these things. And uh, and while they open up the so-called the, the, the doors to a bigger audience, what they also realized is it also opened up competitors from Moses, right? Majority of the, the participants, you know, rarely go online and the moment they got used to it, then they got exposed to different coaches and training. They realized that out in the world, there are a lot more trainers, uh, a bit more bigger names and all those things. Would the same happen in your industry now where, yeah, it, okay, it doesn't happen to you because you're already playing on an international level, but the local players who have been good or strong in Malaysia or Singapore, you know, and all of a sudden, now you've got you, other bigger players come in and doing the same thing and at the technological level that is way beyond that. Uh, how do you address for local players? How do you meet? Because now the competition is no longer Malaysia. Yeah, it's, it's global. global competition. That's a very good question. <laughs> it's a very, that's sensitive a very sensitive question. question it's a very sensitive <laughs> question. So the competition... Sorry, uh, Ron, yeah, but it's right, not many yeah. people watch. Okay. No, it's okay if you don't want to <laughs> answer. Business, but I think, yeah, yeah to yeah. whatever level that you can address this thing, right? Do you think the competition mm. hits us a bit as in, like, the local players? But of course, hitting us is one thing. Like we said, we are resilient people, right? We buck mm. up really fast and we can actually actually adopt all these things fast. I don't think it's a big problem. So I, I think um, price war has always been an issue in Malaysia industry, in e Malaysia's event industry. Right. Yeah. As in anything. It, just like any other industry yeah. as well. Like any um, it's something that we can't avoid. So to me, I will never go on a price war. Mm. To me, I will always 
show the value that we can add to the client's project. But, but I think to actually how do you level up the level of service? Yeah. Assuming, yeah, right. So how do you level up the, the let's Sorry, assume the price wall, there's no price wall, but then I'm it's like mm. you know, I'm playing football in, in a little field, and all of a sudden now I'm, I, I have to play with different national teams, your EPL there, you know, yeah. all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like, what the hell? <laughs> but I didn't know, I don't you, get to play football at all. Yeah, but you have to also think that now the market is it's Bigger. it's limitless. Yeah, we, we yeah, half of our clients are non-Malaysian still, so we still run uh, run virtual events or even webinars for right. our clients who are non-Malaysians. Hmm. So it's with virtual, you're not limited to where you are. So it's the same thing when I I, I share with my peers in 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 Strawak. We are no longer just serving the Sarawakian clients, for example. We can go yeah. beyond Sarawak. Likewise, we can go beyond Malaysia. What is stopping you? You know, you don't have to see your client in their office because they don't go to the office anyway. They work from yeah. home. <laughs> so uh, that makes no difference. I uh, diverge a bit. Uh, so just interrupt. So you talk yeah. about international audience. Uh, so say example, mm. now it's uh, Singapore-Malaysia time. Uh, you're going to have difficulty attracting the US audience because the time zone is mm. really opposite. Mm, so yeah. these are the challenges. How are you going to overcome and attract the US audience or maybe the European audience to come to your virtual event? So there is no, so far as mm. what I know, there is no right formula of mm. hitting the right time zone mm. where mm. every time zone will, will, will be able to watch. Um, so you need to sacrifice one or two. Okay. You can't have have it all. But yeah. the good thing about going virtual is that you can you can actually curate your program where your keynote speaker can appear twice uh, live, for example. Mm. Or, I mean, all the sessions are on demand. So if you know that you will have less market in, for example, in US, you have more market mm. in Europe. Of course, mm. then you focus more on the European time and the Asia time. Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely the time zone Singapore, China, and uh, Malaysia, and of course Australia. The time zone is easier. To, you know, you yeah. definitely have to serve. So you have to choose either or la. Okay. Yeah, do, it, do you, it's do you, your either or is always the US market or the Euro market. So do you do records of replay? Say, make it twenty four hours. Then uh, maybe you serve the Euro one. Then you do the replay for the US audience. Will, will that work or not? Say, as that part, will I work. You to, so we have uh, seen that. that Okay. Yeah, we have seen that as well. We have seen that. Um, we have seen people trying to do um, 24 hours roll and then um, the recording, you can still watch it after. But most virtual events are all recorded. As you stream live, you will be mm -hmm. recorded anyways. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it depends on the organizer, but logically you can have it on demand. Yeah. But of course, the, the question part Q&A doesn't work like, because the US audience will yeah. watch replay, they can ask questions already. Like. Yes. So the quality will yeah. a bit lagging okay. But I think like it's a different experience yeah. if you watch an on-demand, of course. Mm. Of course. Of course. I can chip it a bit about this, like, because on and off we do have audiences coming from you know the other part of the world, like Europe, uh US, even Canada, and all that. When I was doing live training, remember? So uh, for that kind of case, I, I would agree with Ron, you know, we just have to focus on you know the majority. The largest yeah, market that you serve, like, I mean, that's yeah, yeah. So somehow right. we, we still need everything else. Right? You can't please everyone. Yeah, obviously. True. True. That's someone, very true. someone have to stay up late night to watch World Cup. Uh, that's confirmed. Uh. Okay. Like a, what, 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 <laughs> World Cup, you can't do anything. Uh. That depends on where you're actually holding. You can right? stay up to watch Premier League. <laughs> Same true, thing. True. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I did once. I did once uh, watching all the World Cups. Uh, that was like many years ago. It's like when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you know I want to divert back to the question that Andrew brought up just now. You know, despite we are going international, we are competing, but it's different way of looking at it, right? We can compete internationally also, so you are still able to find your market. One thing, and the other thing here is you know even different, even you are competing with the international players, but one way or another, we still have the local so-called locality kind of like whatever it is, right? They, yeah. That people may not understand. Even mm. international players, they try to come over, they may not understand our culture. 
Correct. So that will actually add certain, you know, barrier of entry, mm. even though they have a better price, even though they have a better technology. For some reason, I believe everybody will still have their way to actually, uh, you know, thrive in the, in the market. But that's where your Tribe Digital Campus come into play, right? To help uh, local players to so-called level up and and gain the necessary experience. Yeah, that's a very interesting Tribe Digital Campus. You know, so guys, if you are uh, only for event players, Ron, or is it open for anyone else? I mean, the the content is very driven towards um, events, associations and events. Yeah. Association okay. and events. Yes. I think that's that's yeah, right. the keyword. So guys, anyone please share with anyone who needs help. As in like uh yeah, this is a very good initiative, I must say. So the biggest that's so where we, we, actually we have the on demand for the for last year's sessions. So they can learn about for example, if they are from the association, they can learn how to um gain more revenue during pandemic, for instance, or mm-hmm. how can they level up in terms of the uh um branding and image. Mm, and I, I, okay. last year was the right time because everyone sort of have more free time. So I, <laughs> now still, you know, we still not really, but, uh, not really. No, yeah. not last, really year was, right? last year was the honeymoon year, la, but last year was honeymoon kind of like a lost year because we don't know what to do and we were waiting for things come back. You know, we believe right. that it will come back, and we were wrong, right, for so many years, <laughs> for so for so many months. But yeah. let me re- let me actually go back to the uh, comments. I actually missed that now. And Chiwa was saying there are also some holding areas or rooms of different categories for attendees to mingle. I believe yes. Like what uh, Ron was saying, you can pick rooms or you can actually do the kind of like a speak dating thing, right? But that's a good one. I personally never experienced. Maybe you'll do something, right? Chiwa, are you excited? We want to do that, right? Uh, and Intan yeah. was saying, Intan say hi. Hi, Intan. And Chiwa say hi, Intan. Yeah, thanks, Chiwai. And uh, we have Aoyong here. Oh. Um, Aoyong said, uh, that's a long one. That's why I wanted to bring this up. Kind of like okay. need to read a bit. And and, and, and 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 both of us got sunk. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you see my eyes can already. Never mind, yeah. man. We are not Price important. war. Okay, so price Aoyong's war is definitely is something happening in an event. Some say agency struggle. Yeah, I think the client these days does not appreciate as their budget is way too low. It's such the rate is really going lower, lower for single agency to call troll price. Just point of view. I think that's a very interesting point of view. What do you think, uh, uh, Ron? I agree that the, the corporate clients or the clients actually is one of the costs of, of the price war. Yeah. The um, clients. The clients can be one of the factor. Um, how should I put it? Well, I think he's just addressing, I mean, he's just sharing his opinion. I right. mean, we just have to yeah. just, you know, look at that. But Aoyong has a question anyway. That's a Sorry. valid one anyways. Yeah, that's a, that's a valid one. So I, you know, respect that. But Aoyong Above has the a, line or below the line advertising. Uh, mm. Event is 400 below the line session. Uh, that's something that definitely Ron would have to step in. I would actually consider that as a... a, a uh, below the line. Below the line. The, yeah, the BTL. But maybe we can we can get a bit of uh, you know, one one from you. What is ATL? What is BTL? In case our audience needs a bit of like a one one over here. This is above very advertising. Line. Above the very line. advertising. This is not event. Yeah, not events. This is but not event. Like, yeah. But I think prior also- to COVID. It was below the line because it's fulfillment. Mm. Uh, but I think with COVID in place, I think it's moving towards more above the line because if you don't do this, I'm you're like not going to get show. Yeah. You, you don't get seen. You don't get heard. You don't get no longer mm. get in the minds of the audience. Agree. I think True. that's a transition. Mm. I think that's a valid one. Yeah. You know, mm, something that Andrew, I'll research on. Yeah. Good Andrew question. Come from advertising you know way back it was in actually the the newspaper advertising part right yeah so that's that's my last, past life. Past life past life that's past, past life, life. But <laughs> thanks for thanks for the yeah. question Aoyong. i hope we answer your yeah. question you i think just to add on to Aoyong's question i think jason we had this discussion before uh you know during covid and uh and and rod is a very clear example the the world is your oyster now and if the local players or the local market is kind of constrained, 
there's nothing to actually stop you to go international or even regionally. You know, you don't have to go international. Regionally, Asia has about 600 million uh, people. They are quite close and, and the culture is similar. Yes, language is slightly different. But if you open up and look at, or, or any local players look at the world as your market, then you can compete because out of 7 billion, 7 billion people, there will be somebody who would fit your price point. Question is, how uh, do you get your word out there? I agree. Uh, yeah, Manfred? I'm, I'm not trying to be a wet blanket here. Mm. Based on the e-commerce past experience, uh, using e-commerce point of view, uh, you say Southeast right. Asia, all various countries has their own little norms and, and cultural barriers. Uh. You want to enter Thailand, uh, you want to enter Vietnam, or you want to enter Philippines, all different ball games. Uh, no? mm. It's not easy. La. Okay, but I'm not saying Andrew is wrong. I'm just saying that the, the direction is correct. But when you when you go down to do the execution, it's a totally another story. Already. Right, Ron, will you agree? No? I, I think we um, that's where collaboration should come in. Yeah. 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 So we have call, uh, we, we have offices in uh, Singapore, Bangkok, and also Seoul, uh, South Korea. So if we have any event in these cities, we will have the offices there to handle. We, we will have local, for example, in Bangkok, we will have the, our partners who are Thai, who can speak Thai, who will manage the clients in, in Thailand. Mm -hmm. um, but recently, we also have requests to do recordings and all that, the green screen recordings in, in Europe. And mm -hmm. because of, of the network of, um, of, of partners that we have around the world, mm -hmm. it's easy for us to just give our partners in, in that particular city a call and say, hey, we, we need to do this in your city. Can you help us out? Right. Yeah. There, I don't think that there is anything that one person can do, do it all. Yeah. So collaboration is very important. And it's, mm -hmm. it's how you get, find the right partners right. and to be I on totally the right agree. platform. I, I think totally that's important nowadays. Yeah. Part partnership, Absolutely. collaboration. I totally agree. Like to address uh, Memphis question. Uh, yeah. Anyone who wants to enter different market, you don't really need to enter yourself, you know, in a yeah. way you can just find somebody to actually partner up. Like recently, I received a lot of inquiries. Anyone wants to bring in, want to be a distributor for Singapore market, Malaysia market for any, some of the very premium so-called uh, products, you can talk to me. I have a few on my hand, wants to look for local partners. Um, wow. I forgot, I forgot to announce this in among my, my, my community. But then, nonetheless, if you're in e-commerce and you're, you're open to bring in some of the good products, or established brands from uh, Philippines at the moment, we have a few. You can, you can talk to me, yeah. but nonetheless, collaboration, I think that's the key. Hmm. Uh, I think we want to bring back to the topic very much to the digital part of the, the event management kind of thing. Uh, hmm. I remember the other day when we were having our chat, right, Ron, you mentioned uh, a lot of people kind of like mixed up between virtual event and webinar because they were thought that, oh, by doing webinar or Zoom webinar kind of thing, it's already a virtual event. But you sort of like gave me a different definition. Can you actually help us a little bit? Oh, With, yeah. What's I, the difference between this thing? I thought it's the same. <laughs> I thought it's the same. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Not everybody will agree with the way I interpret it, but yeah, um, anyway, it's, your, it's your show it's today, you. so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you no. disagree, then I'll you know, yeah. <laughs> webinars are essentially online seminars. That's how you get webinars, sorry. Okay. Um, web web sub seminars, so webinars. So right. people actually watch videos or presentations or lectures from experts um, and they can actually ask questions through Q&A or the chat. Yep. But a virtual event um, has the interactive live session. And if you were to compare a webinar and a virtual event, webinar is usually not more than three hours. Mm, okay. But a virtual event is basically taking an offline event convert it into online. So you see multiple hours, multiple sessions, and a virtual event would definitely have um, bigger reach compared to a webinar. Um, you will have more diverse offerings, such as you, in the virtual events, you get networking sessions or networking opportunities. Oh. You will have better sponsorship opportunities. Um, mm. You get more options in terms of the audience engagement. So if you right. go on webinar platforms such as 
can't think of one now. Crowdcast, maybe? Or web, uh, big marker. Right. Webinar. Wow. Okay. You, you don't get so, a lot of features unless you take, you go on to a virtual event. So, so can, webinar yeah, yeah. is like <laughs> performing in a local, local pub. Whereas virtual event <laughs> is live day. So, <laughs> trying to grab what you say, you know, seriously. Yeah. Trying to grab. Yeah. yeah. But Manfred. Yes, Manfred. So, I use an example. Uh, if I pay mm. ticket for Tony Robbins' uh, show, I want to listen mm. to him talking. So, it should mm. be classified under virtual event or webinar. Ah, that's a good example. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. I'm telling his, his talk. He go and brainwash me with all his. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, 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 wrong word. Okay, sorry. You're okay, paid to be brainwashed. <laughs> I'm for I've, 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 I've not been to to his. Like, event. Example, not necessary. Yeah, I know. I've I've not I've not been to motivation talk. <laughs> you Usually, need motivation. I need. <laughs> <laughs> Manfred needs motivation. That's something new. <laughs> you are really ah, uh, Manfred. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. Wait, wait. okay. Sorry, sorry. Also, oh, for that, that kind of event, or hmm. should I say event or webinar? How do I classify? I think it's more like event? a virtual. I will call it a virtual event because it requires the interaction or or, or the response from the audience more. Yeah. Although um, you don't, you don't, you don't need to do it, but they will ask you to raise your hand and all this kind of thing. Right. I think that's uh, more like an event thing. Right. Yeah. Right. A webinar, a webinar will be more, for example. Um, a doctor is presenting a case studies, mm -hmm. right? Ah, okay. He is sharing, mm -hmm. and audience the question just has to question. Question by right. typing only la. You can't oh, really yeah. talk to you can't really talk to him. Say, hey, uh, can you tell me elaborate more about this A, B, and C? Can't you can't really talk. There are the, there are platforms that allow you to do that, but right. uncommon. Essentially, la. a webinar. Uh, no, you have webinar very. The limited. Still, oh, okay. Yeah, you have very limited uh, what do you call features or functions for right. webinars. Okay. Whereas a virtual event, for example, if you take um Tony Robbins sessions, it will be multiple days. Um, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So anything Although that involves multiple days. One. So yeah, anything that involves multiple days can also categorize as a virtual event, not a, really a webinar anymore. I guess because the scale it, of the production also comes into play. Correct. Right? Yes, oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's a very interesting concept because to me it's all I yeah, I, I, I don't really also understand webinar because I never mm. really attend. But Manfred, but you say virtual can... event also like say example, maybe uh Tesla new launch of the car, you can put the banner, moving banner behind. That's a virtual event already by virtual by, event really, uh, by a, car, a launch will be a virtual event. Virtual yeah. event the, yeah. the break up. Uh, break down of the car, so and so forth. Right. Uh, then show videos. It'll be an event. Even yeah. though it's a, a launch event of like three hours or less than three hours, it is still considered an event. Virtual events. Okay. Yeah. Because basically you're taking an offline event to online. But webinars right. is more of um, sharing of mm. presentations. One-way one communication one, kind of thing. One to yes. many. La, one to many. Right. Mm. So that's webinar. Virtual How events. And how do you manage the myriad of uh, technologies involved? I mean, I can imagine webinar is quite straightforward. Any one of us here probably can run it. But virtual events, mm. the, the amount of talent required, the amount of technology required and integration, that's, that's going to be crazy, isn't it? You need to have very good technology partner who mm. knows what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. So what are the essential must-have when you're running a virtual event? Oh, yeah, Laptops. that's good, right? Yeah, let's say we are going for like normal virtual event. Uh, let's say you talk at about least, launch. At least two or three cameramen or something like that. It depends on the program itself. Um, if let's say if you're doing a virtual event, but you have the speakers, everyone who is involved on stage, uh, it's a live thing where you, you right. need to, to have video camera, then you need a camera team. So mm -hmm. there is also virtual events where everybody is remote, meaning to say the speakers are all at their own home or, or offices as well. Right. Yeah, because mm -hmm. of, you know, like, for example, the restrictions that we have now, nobody can go to work. Okay. Yeah, so it all depends on, on, on the scenario. 
but um, essential. I think it it's not just the hardware that you need to have, but you need to really know technology and how to use the technology. What features do you have? Like I mentioned, there are over a hundred different event platforms out there. Um, like Zoom is evolving from a meeting um, platform. Now they are going into events. Webinars. So they're going to have like, so they have webinars. So they are launching, or I don't know whether they have launched the event platform where you're going to have like sponsors, logos, uh, sponsors, ads, um, exhibitions mm. and all that. A full fledged multiple days, multiple tracks. Wow. So, so everyone's heading to Okay, so we said multiple day, multiple tracks. Help me, Ron. Our three marketers and friends, the one we did like uh, ten, bringing ten speakers together, where we managed like hell, you know, went through like a six hours sitting <laughs> in front of the camera. That is virtual <laughs> event or webinar. Webinar, right? You have different topics, right? Yes, we have different topics, ten different, different speakers, speakers break out yeah. into different yeah. topics. It so is, it's a it half is. an hour interval kind of thing. There's, there's a host and a That's guest virtual all event. the time. Yeah, it's virtual event, right? Like, it's, so, it's a virtual event, kindergarten level. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we pull through now. No joke, we pull through. You know, yeah. then after that, that night sleep like what? Yeah. You know, no clue. Yeah, so, it can be crazy yeah. to do stuff like this. Like, uh. <laughs> it's not easy. Not it's easy. Definitely. But it's worth doing, like I must say. It's worth yeah. doing. Next time yeah. we do 50, yeah. Uh, then we yeah. <laughs> with, with Ron's guidance, we can do bigger. Like. At least we, we don't <laughs> make the stupid mistakes that we made, like, I guess. I think that's a very interesting one, you know. Yeah. Okay, so let's see, let's see. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you are saying you see me switching here and there, switching rooms. That's a very interesting one, right? Yeah. I so think you can have a six hours per day, um, but you just need to have the right platform. So I say it's a marathon, right? So yeah. yeah, we did live marathon in a way. So that's a crazy one. Anyway, uh, yeah, we have a few things coming here. So we have Fiona saying. Fiona miss working in event. Wow. Okay. Oh, so that's wow. that's the good well, one. And I miss Aoyong, working in live event. Yeah. And Aoyong is saying attending live events too. <laughs> yeah, attending is fun. So he's Aoyong is also saying he's looking forward to the traditional event that can be back, you know, to save the event industry, especially more than 300 packs, big small agency in Klang Valley alone, right? 300 packs, yeah. 300 big small agencies. Oh, there are that many. 300 plus big small agency Klang Valley I alone. Think wow. we, have, we have more more than lot, yeah. Man. Oh, we wow. have a lot of event companies. Oh, that's that. a lot. That's a lot. Wow. That's a lot. And um, yeah, then Jason came in and say another way to look at virtual event is a small layers on ongoing activities. Ah, okay. Ah, Network engagement. Right. That's nice. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, that's I think a, that's, that's a very, a that's a very good one. You know, to, yeah. to help us understand this thing. Anyway, thanks, uh, everybody who participated, and I want to really bring back to the topic over here. As uh, you know, let's see how many we have actually covered. So we talk about the virtual event versus webinar. Oh, I heard you mention this word at least four times now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, four times or five times. You know, I was. Let's dive into this one. Like, yeah, Let, let's dive into this. What what the hell is hybrid event? Right. How how does it work? Runs on electricity and fuel. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, um let's take Wimbledon twenty twenty one as an okay. example. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. No, I love I would love to be there in person, but right. I'm also comfortable watching it at home. Um so that that is more or less a hybrid environment. How is this so? So Olympic because as well. You have audience. Um, not the current Olympic because the current Olympic don't have a physical in-person audience. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, the stadiums are empty. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So if you look at Euro 20, 2020, the recent football. Sorry, I'm not a football person. No, not, or no, not any yet. any sports sports tournament. Okay. You have the live audience who is at the mm. stadium. Yes. Mm. You also have the home audience who is watching. Mm -hmm. I said so, anything like yeah. I anything, right? all the while EPR yeah. is also like that and all this I, know, I was watching the Euro like I was like saying what the hell man people out there mingling without masks and here we are coop up at home it's what is yeah, and wrong with this world, right? what the hell so you can, people, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that's how I would explain hybrid okay. right right but is, is there a difference between watching live on TV with this of course, la, you you be there, then you feel that, man. 
If you watch live on TV, then you're like sipping wine. If I'm watching Wimbledon on TV in in the pre-COVID days, what's the difference? uh? I don't get it. Actually, it's the same, right? Hybrid didn't change much, I would say, in a way. No, I think uh, maybe just to give you an example. uh, You guys probably heard of uh, Russell Brunson. He has his annual Funnel Hacking Live. Uh-huh. Previously, it was a live event. That means uh, uh, 3,000 people converge into a venue that he chose in US mm-hmm. uh, from all over the world and then you attend an event as in any other seminars and all the stuff for mm-hmm. three days or five days or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this year, he's doing a hybrid event where you have people coming in uh, for that price ticket, I think it was 197 or something like that. And also, you have people who can sign up for the virtual event because they cannot travel, the mm. price is still the same, 1997. Mm. So you get to watch, uh, the camera is basically capturing it live for you, but at mm. the same time, you also get to network with people over uh, uh, on, the sta- uh, on the stage and also people attending it live through mm. stuff like breakout rooms and all those things. So that will be a, a clear example of a hybrid event, isn't it? You have is it a hybrid or virtual event now? It's a hybrid. Because you have it's a hybrid virtual yeah. audience, and you also yes. have in-person audience. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because US can go to events now, ma. US can no restriction. So US can. the US folks can go and attend the event live. The people like us in Asia or any other parts of the world, we will pay the same price, but we will watch uh, through the virtual environment. But we get to interact with as if you know we are there. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So the, the interaction part is the one. Uh, so Intan actually says this Sierra Lanson, which is like a live broadcast, similar. But you know what Andrew say here is, you know, when you're actually watching just live, right, you're missing the interaction part of yeah. part of you're just project. watching. Yeah. So but, but you're participating as well. But that will also make a virtual uh, I mean as in like a hybrid event. As long as to understand from Ron's perspective, as long as you have a you know um live audience versus the so-called the Tuning in audience that makes it kind of like a more or less a bird cup. I mean hybrid. Hybrid. Yes, but then you must be able to um, allow the in-person attendees and the virtual attendees to also connect and network with mm. each other. Oh, yes. ah, mingle. Yes. Ah, that's important. Yes. Ah, yeah. That's, that's important. because in events, I think the key thing of um, the main point of attending an event besides the knowledge. Is actually the networking. Absolutely. Yes. So you yep. cannot remove that from the equation. You will still need to ensure that they are able to network together, mm. regardless whether they are in person at the event on site or they are, you know, watching virtually from home. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. So the same thing. If you have exhibitors, the exhibitors must be able to have a booth at the convention center, for example. But at the same time, they also need to be able to cater to the virtual audience. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Mm, okay. I think that explains. Got yeah. it. Got so it. the programming Got part it. is the tricky part. That's true. The content. Mm. Because, for example, if you attend a live event and you announce the arrival of so-and-so, our mm. ministers, for example, normally you will stand up and then, you know, the minister walked in or another speaker <laughs> will walk up the stage but yeah. if you are at home you do not want to see that you don't need to see them switching the stage you don't need to mm. see them um you know changing the furniture on stage for example yeah so what are you going to give to the virtual audience to see mm. Mm. so that that's where i would say you need to be very clever with the programming when it comes right. to a hybrid you don't want to make yeah. it boring for your virtual audience. Like, oh, mm. okay, they are moving the chairs. Mm. True, correct. True. Correct. Yeah. And Jason was actually chipping in and said that in a sporting event, you can't beat the live experience. However, home audience would have better camera angle. For sure, you won't be able to do this kind of like bird eye view and whatnot, right? But mm. which you can't see in a stadium, okay? Unless the stadium has devices, just like everyone, same goes to mm-hmm. hybrid. Said both set attendees need to be taken care of. I, right. Okay, there, there we got it. Thanks, Jason. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Intan was saying, uh, you know, like Xiaolan Langsong, which is the live broadcasting, has no interaction with audience, but hybrid has an audience, those, has interaction. Absolutely, that's correct. Yeah, correct, Intan. That's correct, that's correct, Intan. That's correct. That's correct. I think that's, that's something that we 
I, I actually never heard of, you know, kind of like hybrid uh, event. Not easy to set up, no. Not easy. Well, that's why you have people like Ron here. That's why we you have Ron. Not, us. <laughs> not the three of us, man. <laughs> yeah, cannot. I've been doing also have hybrid. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, Ron. You also have. Sorry, you, 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 you break a bit, Ron. You need to come back. Yeah. You, you. One more time. All right. Can you hear me now? Can you repeat? Yeah. Can you repeat what you say just now? So there's also hybrid event where it happened concurrently in different cities. Oh. <laughs> so you do like a Sierra Langsong, but Wait. cross. Wait. Wow, how did that happen? How? <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. For example, um, the Asians can travel within Asia. All right. Yes. But you also have... Um, you know, uh, a group of audience in, in, in Europe. Okay. So you can actually have the event in both cities. So the program will do crossover. There'll be certain segment that is actually hosted on the stage in London, for example. Right. For Europe. And then there's certain program, it will be hosted in Bangkok or Singapore. Right. Like New Year countdown. <laughs> Okay, yeah. funny thing, you never mentioned Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> oh, Kuala Lumpur for that. <laughs> anyway. I, I think, yeah, things, yeah. Again, oh, that's I cool. Mean, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Beyond, beyond us. That's beyond yeah, us. Beyond us, man. That's beyond us. That's why, wow, awesome, man. Learn so much thing. Uh, yeah, so basically that we have a better understanding of a hybrid and you have kind of like a cross-geographical hybrid. Wow, that's kind of like so, so even in skill set, there will be a control yeah. center controlling which one to yeah. show up. So in skill sets, if you do a, a hybrid environment or, or virtual event, the you are more of a TV producer. Yes, you have to think like a TV event. producer. Yeah, because you've got to cut over, you've got yes. to switch. That's right. Okay. Wow. Sounds exciting. Kind of get it. Yeah, sounds, 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 sounds technical. Sounds... We need to hire Ron to do this. That kind of thing. <laughs> it sounds like that. Okay. So anyway, uh, I think that would actually address back to you know our yeah, back question. down to earth. Beyond <laughs> Earth question. Let's earth. come back to Earth where we understand. Yeah, back to Earth. <laughs> but Ron, what is your take? Do you think we are ready for big scale physical event again anytime soon? Uh, mm. I mean, judging from the number in Malaysia mm. and Singapore is also kind of like rising in one way, and Thailand is out of the world also like us. I, what do you think? Because the other day we were discussing that you talk about some policy uh, over here, like for a certain time, right? Uh, events were not allowed, but night market was allowed. Mm. But you were saying, you know, event, if we actually do it in a proper way, in fact, there is no cluster coming from it because you have stricter control. Everything is so much well done in terms of SOP and all that. But I mean, your opinion, are we ready for this thing? And how ready are we on this thing? I, I believe that we are, Malaysia is ready for small-scale, big-scale event if it's done properly. Right. And of course, maybe 80% of the population is fully vaccinated. Or mm. if let's say you have a policy that if you are fully vaccinated, only then you can attend the event, for example. Um, I'm sure most Malaysians would know this huge exhibition called Homdak. Homdak, Malaysia, yeah. KL. Malaysia in yeah. KL, yeah. yes. Yeah. I think it's been around for many years, as, as long as I can remember. And they did a, a physical exhibition in April this year oh, at okay. LCC. And it's a big oh, scale yeah. exhibition, right. but they have proper SOPs in place. So as long as the, the stakeholders um, take the safety of the participants, the organizers, the speakers, or, or vendors, or, or even the staff at the venue seriously. Um, follow SOPs, follow the guideline, have things in place. I think we are ready. Mm. I mean, especially for, yeah, yeah sorry. Especially for paid event, I guess the crowd is a bit more easy to manage. If you do a, a free event, then, then it could be a bit more messy. Mm, I be, believe if, be um, 
I don't have any exhibition background, but I believe that the exhibition companies, they are experienced enough to actually see, because they all have the data. We all have data of, of, of our kind of events. Right. right. We know how, more or less, how our target behave. For example, like, because we do a lot of um, doctors' events as well. So we basically understand how doctor um, healthcare professionals would react. Right. Whether they are more on mobile devices or they will actually lock onto the event on laptop, as simple as that. We, we, we know and we have the data. So that also helped us to decide what platform to use. So same thing for exhibition um, organizers. They have the data. They know how, how to manage their, their audience. Mm. And I, I totally believe that as long as they have the right SOPs, the right processes in place, for example, instead of doing a two days exhibition, you can actually do four, five, or six days exhibition so that you can spread the crowd. Mm. Uh, okay. That makes sense. Because you yeah. do a limitation and, now. Correct. And you can always have um, an X number of people within a certain space. Mm. So okay. that can be managed. I, agree. So I feel that we are ready, provided we have, you know, majority of the people are vaccinated. Mm. Mm. True, okay. and when we are allowed to. Thanks, thanks, Ron. Yeah. Looking um, forward to I mean, Yeah, definitely, man. It's been a while. Really look forward to that. But anyway, I think that will probably bring us to the next topic over here. But I think that's the quick one we want to pick your mind. Um, basically, what's your view about the future trend of, I mean, the event industry hmm. post-COVID? You know, let's say if there, I mean, if it happens soon. Anyway, now it's damn COVID still here. But post-COVID, what would happen? Are we going to go back to, you know, like everybody will rush back to this physical mm. thing or what is going to happen? What is, what do you think? I think that um, even when the world returns to normal or whatever that may, you know, ever be, um, the event industry has already changed by the pandemic. The way we organize events, the way we plan, the way we create engagement, for example. So working from home and not traveling is probably going to, you know, we'll still stay. be, yeah, it's definitely going to stay. It may not be for everyone, but there'll be definitely a group of people who prefer to just stay at home. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I think no matter how many people have been vaccinated or how low the cases of COVID um, during the time of the event, um, there'll be people who feel uncomfortable attending event with, you know, with people or crowd. Mm. Yeah, there's this so, fear of crowd now, I guess. Correct. So the virtual okay. component, the virtual component will stay. Um, yeah, I think the virtual component will stay. And that's why I would say that the future is definitely going to be hybrid. Mm -hmm. right. I think you're spot right. on on that. I think you're spot on on that. Makes sense. Hybrid. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I totally because, agree. Like, yeah. I'm not coming back to the normal one anymore. You know, it's kind of like already. <laughs> it's just like asking you to go back and do live classes. Oh, no, 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 no. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Like your live classes <laughs> now, you can actually reach out to more people more yeah. non-Malaysians who can actually benefit from your classes, right, Jason? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's yeah. a classic case now. He's teaching to 27 countries, <laughs> students of See, It's a success countries. story. Yeah. It's a success Absolutely. story. It's a good positive thing that's, that, that, that came out from this pandemic. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely one of the things which I, yeah, I would agree to what Ron uh, shared. Basically, there will be a bunch of people who just won't go back, you know, whatever, no matter what our life has, was, is, is changed by the pandemic. So uh, it's got to be a lot, a, a lot of a lot of advantages too. Um, mm -hmm. For example, um, you have wider reach. You can yes. increase your audience. Um, and having a virtual component in the physical event also promote inclusivity. Mm. Mm. Yep. You yep. can include people who have um, difficulty to, to move around. Right, and also yeah. 
a virtual event can also um, cater to people with um, hearing issues with True. live captioning e uh, feature that, that, that you can have on, on, on the platform. Right. That's then true. you That's also something. open up more networking opportunities, more sponsorship opportunities. Yep. It's better for the environment. And the data that you can collect through a virtual component, it's much more than a physical event. Yeah, that's very true. And you know how data is, yeah, oh, yes. so much you that's can actually um, derive from data. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, mm. I mean, that, that's, that's definitely, we definitely agree. Everybody would agree. But okay, now, before we go, I mean, before we hit to the last part, which is we're going to What is one hour already? That's all, so fast. Yeah, it's one hour. But I think one thing we would like to definitely pick uh, Ron, Ron's mind over here. Is there anything else that you would like to share with local event peers? Um, uh, hmm. Be it be about change, be it about, you know, whatever it is. What would be your, any, you know, opinion sharing and whatnot to the local peers? Um, I'm a true believer of collaboration. So reach out to, you know, potential industry partners and find the right one and collaborate. I mean, it's not easy to find a good partner or the right partner. So there's always like a dating courtship between two <laughs> in order to find the right partner. So collaborate. I think collaborate will, will, will be the key thing to help us to get through this pandemic. Um, you know, leverage on each other's strength and also experience. And I think now is the right time to upskill, um, learn and learn and relearn. And last thing I think is um, take care of our mental health. Oh, I, I like the last one. Yeah. <laughs> That's take care of the mental health. All right. I think, yeah, I think that will bring us to the, you know, the last part of the show, which I want to, you know, quickly bring up. There is an app that during our little chat the other day, a quick chat, uh, Ron shared one very interesting uh, so-called app I haven't really started using it because I'm just going to put it there and I wanted to start after, you know, Ron share with us. But I'm going to bring this up. Maybe, Ron, you can help us understand a bit about this thing, like what it does. And, uh, yeah. So, I don't know how to pronounce this. Huh? It sounds like, mm-hmm. I think it's called, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. M-M-H-M-M. Let me, let me, like, actually, yeah. This is the website of the week website of the week but ron what is this <laughs> yeah make an impression on video right basically it will act as your virtual camera and then you can actually have um just like zoom you can have different virtual background okay but at the same time your slides and presentation can be on your background as well and then you can actually go into a different uh, how do different shape I think there different will be a different shape, as in like this, where you will be a, in a circle. On okay, oh, oh, okay. Overlay on 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 your slide. As in like you can choose wherever you want to show yourself. Hmm. Oh, well, that's new. Well, that's cool. You can actually make 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 your your Zoom meeting more interesting too. Yeah. So it's not just Zoom, right? You mentioned that you can also use these to come live on Streamyard. Yeah, because yeah. it's a virtual camera. Yeah, it's, it's a just a, it's a camera source. Yeah. So instead so of connecting you, to your webcam, you connect to this one. But you need to I have a more powerful computer or laptop. Right. I think because you're running to, yeah. Hmm. It's, it's almost like Ecamm Live already. Something similar yeah. to Ecamm, right? Similar yes. to Ecamm. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's a lot more interesting because it allows you to overlay your slide at the back. You know? I think that's yeah. one I... Yeah. So also Microsoft Teams started that now. Hmm. They just okay. launch, yeah. And it's not that very expensive. I think it's very interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. How much would that be? $8 a month? Oh, man. For one year subscription, is like no-brainer, man. Seriously. Yeah, I'm going to try it out. Yeah, so so I think oh, there's a lot of filters that you can play with as well. Um, yeah. Oh, you oh, check that out. You can actually yeah, let it so like come that's, up. That's how you... Wow, that, mm, that's okay. quite interesting. Okay. And we have a new toy. Now you got and me hooked. A new toy. Now you got me hooked. Yes. <laughs> okay. Besides so drawing on the free yeah. one first. Huh? Yeah, yeah, maybe you can try the free one first and play. Oh, the free it, one you can use for an hour a day. Oh, that's ah. cool. Huh? That's, that's cool, cool enough. 
Like yeah. for my half an hour live, we can use that. I think we can, that, yeah, we like can do that for our live. Yeah, uh, the half an hour yeah. one. There we go. Okay, cool. cool. So that's 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 the website. The WebEx also, so, yeah. Yeah. Courtesy. Ron, Ron thank you so Ron. much. Yeah, thank you, you so much. Give us a good time. Yes. That's that's a good one. So all right, that brings us to the end of the show. So this is a three marketing show for those who are staying up to now. Thank you so much for staying. If you're watching the replay, you're actually yeah. watching the three marketing show where Andrew Manfred and I actually goes live every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. to discuss one topic about digital marketing and beyond. So I am not sure who is our guest next week, but nonetheless, stay tuned on now. Yeah. yeah, we will have somebody usually we have. But if you don't have somebody, then we will get into even more interesting discussion. Because when we don't have somebody, <laughs> that means... Facebook. And the three of us. And three of us talk nonsense even. I mean, anyway, so right. yeah, uh, remember to subscribe. Uh, to our YouTube channel if you're watching this from uh, YouTube which is my YouTube channel or you can actually watch it live on my Facebook page uh, you can look for Jason Gunn so that's where we go live every uh, every Wednesday but you can also follow Manfred and Andrew respectively on Facebook and everywhere and uh, that's where we actually go live and thank you so much for tuning in thank you for joining yeah. us Ron thank you for sharing thank you thank uh, you for uh, having me we are we oh. and Ron are going to go backstage and scheme for for yeah, a event yeah, I'll probably scheme for something. I don't know. Maybe yeah. the next three marketers and friends will be something more interesting yes. than the yeah. damn marathon where I run around like mad, right? So, yeah. yeah. Okay, and uh, we have Jason here. Thanks uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, uh, Jason. Jason. Thank and you for the support, to, Jason. Yeah, we will yeah. actually definitely, you know, learn a lot more from different people and each other. Thank you so much. And uh, we're going to end this one and we're going to go, go backstage. And guys, see you next week. Bye. Bye.